Good morning and welcome in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, please note that uh, we've started kind of our fall schedule now, so we are using Divine Service Setting 3, uh, printed for you there in the bulletin. If you'd like to use a hymnal, that's found on page 184. Please stand as you are able for our processional hymn. <laughs> Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them, and I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death, your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. 
Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. better than 
with you. Let us pray. O Lord, keep your church with your perpetual mercy, and because of our frailty we cannot but fall. Keep us ever by your help from all things hurtful, and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the 14th Sunday after Trinity is from Proverbs chapter 4. Hear, my son, and accept my words, that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered, and if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of, e of the evil. Avoid it, do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do, not know, they do not know over what they stumble. My son, be attentive to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight, keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow springs of life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The epistle is from Galatians chapter 5. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warned you, as I warned you before, that, all, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is joy and peace, patience and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. St. Luke, the 17th chapter. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the gospel of our Lord. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. And one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men, for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit, the Virgin Mary, and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven 
and sits at the right hand of the Father. He will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Jesus. We sang earlier in our intro it from Psalm 84, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. In our text for today, our gospel, we are introduced to 10 lepers, 10 people that have a disease that has separated them from everything. One of them is a foreigner. 
a Samaritan. Do you know what a Samaritan is, according to Old Testament history? It goes all the way back to the time when there was two kingdoms of God's people, a northern kingdom of Israel and a southern kingdom of Judah. The Samaritans were in the northern kingdom. Israel, the Jews, were in the south. The difference between them? Where is the dwelling place of God? Where should we worship him? For the Samaritans, they believed that was Mount Gerizim. For the southern kingdom, Judah, for the Jews, you probably know the answer to that. It was Mount Moriah, which is where Jerusalem, the temple, was supposedly built. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. This division of where the dwelling place of God was divided his people, divided where they would worship, and began to also influence how they would worship God. The word worship comes from an old English word, worth, W-O-R-T-H, and ship, worth-ship, which implies one who is worthy. So who is the object of your worth-ship? For us as Christians, we confess that it is God, the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who alone has worth. And thus, we lend our voices with the angels who sang so long ago, and yet still sing today, glory to God in the highest, glory to God in the highest. You see, worship is first and foremost an expression of of faith. Remember the first commandment, I am the Lord your God who has taken you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, you shall have no other gods before me. Thus our faith in the one true God and our worship of him is, is linked, is bound together. Faith is worship, worship is faith. And when we worship, when we give glory to the one who is truly worthy of that, God binds us together as one. Remember the creed? I believe in the holy Christian church, the communion of saints. Thus we give glory to God with saints, with angels, with, with the whole host of heaven and all those who gather together with that same confession of praise, that same faith their mind, their lips, and their heart. The word glory comes from the Greek word doxa. Doxa is where we get the word doxology, doxology, and also orthodox. Doxology simply means words that give glory. Orthodox means right glory to the right God. Which brings us back to our text for today. Jesus cleansed, cured, ten lepers. But what was most important to them? What is most important to you, whether you're sitting at home or whether you're here in this place with us? What is most important to you when Jesus says that you are cured, that you are healed, that all your sins are forgiven? What? 
is the most important. Out of these ten that were cured by the Logos himself, by Jesus, nine of them want things to now return to normal. The first thoughts on their mind are returning to the fellowship and activities they used to be about doing. You see, to be a leper meant you were literally separated from all of society. You had to live somewhere else. You could no longer work. You could no longer go to temple. You could no longer see your family. Thus, these ten lepers rightly cried out to Jesus, Lord, have mercy on us. We need help. And their plea, their plea for mercy, was rightly directed at the right person. But what happens afterwards is quite telling. Nine of them, the first things, the most important things to them, are to get back to their fellowship, their religious community. So immediately, they head back to the temple. They head back to Jerusalem. Because they truly believed that the dwelling place of God was in Jerusalem. Thus the difference again between the Samaritans and the Jews. Is this what church really is at a fundamental level? Is church really all about fellowship and all the activities and returning to normal? Surely some of these thoughts have crossed your mind in the midst of this crazy pandemic. To be fair... All faiths worship. All faiths worship, give glory to someone or something. All faiths also have fellowship, have some sort of religious community. But what about this other leper who is singled out? Enough so that the text that we have for today occurs twice in the church here. Today and also for the day of thanksgiving. This other leper, well, was a Samaritan. He was in the minority, which is where you might find yourselves on a whole host of things. But what was important to him? To be fair, all ten were healed, but, but this one leper, his faith now grasped that, that he should not go off to Mount Gerizim. He should not go back home to worship God. Rather, his faith grasped that, that God himself was standing right in front of him. That was the most important thing to him. Not all the other peripherals. God himself, the Most High God, was standing before him. And thus, he did not need all that other stuff. You and I as sinners often put all the other stuff as the most important thing. Our return to normal, we say, to get back to this, that, or the other, Sunday school, Bible class, masks, no masks. I mean, your head just starts to spin, doesn't it? Do you stand with this leper? This one who has now been, been cleansed of all of his leprous sin and disease. Do you stand with this one and acknowledge that the one true God is right here in front of you and that, that he is the most important for your thoughts, for your worship, for your actions? See, this Samaritan leper 
this sinner doxed Jesus, gave him and him alone the glory. The other nine took their doxa and went elsewhere. And thus Jesus says to the Samaritan leper now made clean, your faith, dear man, has made you well. To be fair, I tire of talking about all of the the fellowship and the peripheral stuff of church. It keeps me up at night. Mass, no mass, all the the things that we have to do in the midst of that. As a simple-minded pastor, I just just want you to know that your Lord and Savior God Himself is here for you to absolve you. And He invites you to come into His presence, whether it's, it's here as you are gathered this morning whether it's even individually or privately with us, we'll even come as His messengers and and bring Jesus to you wherever you are. But you need Him. And thanks be to God, He comes to you. He comes to absolve you, no matter how you're dressed or what you're wearing or what covers what part of your body. Jesus comes to you. You see, Jesus is pure mercy. Pure mercy. He comes and He takes all the, all the COVID, all the leprosy, all the times that, that you have sought after other gods and put other things as more important than simple faith in Him. He comes and he, he, he dies. He takes all the punishment that you and I deserve for that. For all your fears and your worries of, am I going to catch this or am I going to catch that? Or am I going to die now? Or am I going to die later? Or what's going to happen to my job and my kids? And yada, yada, yada. He comes and bears it all. That you may have hope. That you may have a future. See, we, we seek Jesus first and foremost as Christians, not fellowship and activities. We come to church, whether to God, together or, or privately, but, but letting nothing stand in our way of Christ. Worship thus Giving glory to God is first and foremost faith. Worship then is letting God do His work. Forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. Our text from Proverbs said it well in our Old Testament text. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. For for these words, my words, are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Healing to your flesh. Jesus still comes, as he did back then, as he healed these ten lepers. And we still come. We come before him with our worship, with our faith. Receiving the Lord's gifts, we are made whole. We are made new. God grant us this same faith as that of the Samaritan to recognize him for where he is, to receive these gifts and let them strengthen and preserve us until life everlasting. God grant this for the sake of the one who breaks the darkness. In the name of Jesus.
of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty God, we give you thanks for the innumerable blessings you have bestowed on us, especially for the revelation of your will and grace in Jesus Christ, your Son. Preserve your church, the pure doctrine of your saving word. Raise up pastors to preach repentance and the forgiveness of sins in Christ's name, and fill all your baptized children with your spirit and his fruits. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. In your mercy, remember the enemies of your church, grant them repentance and amendment of life, that they would know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and be joined to the communion of your saints. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. To all those who have returned to school, give diligence in their studies, respect toward their teachers, and a desire to grow in knowledge. Keep students, teachers, and staff safe from every danger. Bless especially the schools, universities, and seminaries of our Synod. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We give thanks for our president, for our national and state governments, and for our judges. We pray that they would defend and protect life from the womb to the grave. We give thanks also for all those whose duty it is to protect and serve our communities. Watch over them as they carry out their duties and protect them and us from violence and every ill. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give you thanks, dear Lord, for the gift of healing you've given to Kurt and to Laura. We also ask for your mercy on those who are suffering, that you would visit the sick, the suffering, the homebound, and the grieving, and all who stand in need, especially the family of Ruth Moots, the family of Carol Hack, the family of Walt Lysing. For all those suffering due to wilderness and the fires in the wilderness of California and Oregon, we pray for Larry and Diane and Denise and Bob, for Rhonda and David and Chris, for Shirley, Patricia, Nico, and Larry, for David and Elaine, Reverend Gary Dork, for Paul and William, for Bill, for Joni and Bob, for our shut-ins, Olga, Lorraine, Anne, Doris, and Lori, and for all expectant mothers, including Shelley and Heidi, Alyssa, and Maria. Whatever their trials, have mercy on them and comfort them with the knowledge that nothing can separate them from the love you have for them in Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. Bless those who approach your holy altar this day that they would receive in faith and with thanksgiving the very body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Although we are worthy of none of the things for which we pray, we ask that you would grant them all to us by grace through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It 
It is truly good right and salutary that we should at all times and all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Remember the body and blood of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Strengthen and preserve you, steadfast until life everlasting. Depart in peace and with great joy, your sins are forgiven. thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy forever. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. 